Do you view vulnerability as a weakness or a strength? In this episode of Bootstrappers, you'll learn how to be vulnerable with your team to build trust, motivate them, and create growth for both you and your company. Welcome to the Bootstrappers podcast, where we help entrepreneurs scale their business with remote teams. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen, here with my co-host and spouse, Jeremy Aspen, and together at Anaquim, we have helped hundreds of companies grow their business through remote professionals. Jeff Gruy is the visionary and chief vulnerability officer with Arbor Aesthetics Tree Service. He joins us now. Jeff Gruy, welcome to the show. Oh, wonderful to be here, Gwen, thank you. I am so excited about this topic, and I have to say, one of the most interesting things was your title on LinkedIn. So your title is Visionary and Chief Vulnerability Officer of Arbor Aesthetic Tree Service. So can you tell us what that means to you? Well, so I've got a long history of you know depression, drug addiction, and things like that, and I've found vulnerability and being open and honest about my struggle. Um, it, it, it's an effort to destigmatize and to encourage other people, give other people the courage to be open and honest about what they're struggling with. Um, it's it's empowered my people, and that's uh, it's been a very powerful tool in the leadership of my company. Oh wow! Okay, so. A lot of people, this is a big topic. I mean, Brene Brown is the leadership or the vulnerability queen, if you will, and has kind of helped a lot of leaders embrace their true story. Right. But a lot of leaders are curious how it really works in their business. So can you tell us like how you, how you share? Do you share in meetings or sure. what does it really look like in the day to day? So. I need to be really mindful about what I'm sharing and why I'm sharing it. Um, every share needs to have an intention behind mm. it. But uh, let's say if if an issue comes up, um, if me sharing vulnerably about something um, will help to connect the dots for my team or to facilitate trust with my team, then I share that. Um, and I don't. If you've ever been with somebody, you or the audience out there, with somebody who all of a sudden cuts through all the shit and is just really honest with you, and you go, "Oh, all right, we're going to be real with each other," and the facade can come down and the connection can happen. That's wh that's where the magic really is. Now, well, so does it? Does it usually manifest itself as some sort of a, an explanation for a negative behavior that happened prior? So that you like explain okay, the so way the Okay, so I'll give the, you I'll give you a good example. Yeah. In 2018, so as I mentioned, long history of depression. 2018, I'm going through a pretty terrible depression. Um and I was showing up to work every day like a real asshole, really armored. Like I'm I'm angry about the the way the company's doing. I'm um I just look like an asshole. I'm coming off like an asshole and I finally talked to my wife about it like Amy, I'm just I'm so fragile right now. I'm just about ready to like fall in a ball and cry. And I think that I need to share this with the team. Like this is I've this is all a cover. And so I did. I got up in front of my team and I shared with them like I'm afraid, I'm depressed, I don't know why. I was I started crying in front of them. I was really scared about the share. And what I got back later that day like when you get vulnerable, when, you, when you're when you authentic and you share your feelings, people lean in and they open up and they pay attention. And I got texts later that day from most of my guys thanking me for sharing. And it explained all this behavior and it, um, it demonstrated, it modeled this type of behavior for them. 
And what I've experienced is um, we've been doing this long enough now when it gets to that point when somebody has something going on in their lives, they they come to Amy and I and they share that with us. Or in our L10 meetings in the morning, they share that in their best and worst. Like, you know, I, I just went to a psychiatrist. I'm on, I got on medication and it's really working. I mean, we have those sort of shares blue collar tree guys in front of one another that's that's something it is totally something and so one of the things that you mentioned because i think we talked about it earlier this fall uh and you said in this environment where labor is like impossible to find that this has been something that has kept helped you retain top talent is that true sure. yeah right right so um yeah you can go anywhere and make more money. I mean, if more money is what you want, sure, you can find somebody who will pay you more money. You can't go anywhere else and get this experience. You can't go anywhere else where the team has been cultivated or curated. Our team has been curated really well. You won't have these coworkers. You won't have this leadership. You won't have the safety to go to your boss and talk about how your wife kicked you out of the house last night or how you're struggling with suicidal thoughts. That has real value. I mean, it's it's a it's a safe place that they can call home. And they spend more time there than they do at home. I mean, it's work is the most significant place in anybody's life, really. You spend more time with your coworkers. It's, I don't need to yeah. explain why. It's huge. It's huge. And so it's, it's a quality of life that we're offering and an opportunity to grow as a person and as a professional that isn't being offered elsewhere. I mean, I'm I go to universities and college classes and I talk about like, you will go grow personally and professionally, but my inside, my real objective is I want to see you change as a person. Like that's, that's my goal, that's my why. I'd use, I own a tree company to facilitate that. Right. So it's, you'll get more here than you will any place else because nobody else is offering this. It's not their intention. Well, I think with a lot of businesses, it's really hard to do what you've did you've done, which is have a mission that's somewhat separate from the the job itself mm -hmm. and cultivate that mission-driven culture. So I remember when we owned a property management company, you know, we, we were talking a bunch of business leaders who were farther along in the journey than we were. And they're like, you've got to come up with a mission and your values. And I was like, I think our mission is just to provide housing and not dick anyone over. I mean, it was kind of simple and mm -hmm. I wasn't understanding at the time being more mission driven than just getting the job done. And I think a lot of people who own maybe like very cut and dry businesses are like, you have a, for instance, if you're a plumber, like you've got a sink that needs to be fixed and we fix it. It's, it's very cut and dry. How do I make this inspirational? I yeah. mean, a lot of people struggle with that. So but you have cultivated this team and you guys are, you inspire them every day. Yeah, I mean, I, I give them a safe place and, and where they can be vulnerable, where they can share what, what's really on their heart. And, and I model it for them regularly. Like they're, they're not going out and they're not the pioneer doing this on their own. They see it modeled by their boss regularly. Okay, so so that I see the benefits, but now I'm gonna play yeah, devil's go for advocate. It. Go for it. Okay, so what are the problems at work? Is like, yeah, I, I I and I may I may struggle with this too. There's like this line, right? Because I do care about people personally, but at the end of the day, say I'm working with a customer service rep. It's like, I totally care about you. 
I also need you to pick up the phone every time it rings. So is it harder for you to hold people accountable when you know that they're going through this personal stuff and you've kind of walked through the personal stuff with them? Is it harder to hold them accountable? No, no. Um, we set real clear boundaries with people. Okay, tell us about those boundaries. Yeah, well, I'm not your therapist. I'm not your friend. I can't be your friend. Maybe if you didn't work here, I would be, but I can't be your friend because I need to be your boss and I need to hold you accountable for things. And I get that you're, like, if you're really screwing up at work, I understand that you have all of this going on and we can carry this weight for a little while. I'll give you a pass, but this this is a deal breaker if we can't get this turned around. And right? kind of the objective of them being able to have these discussions is to help them get through the obstacle that's going on in their life so right. they can be a better employee. Like, But for that being the end goal, I mean, what's the purpose, right? You wanna give them a nice opportunity, a nice place to work yeah. where they can come out, uh, uh, they can come out of this funk, right. for lack of a better term. I mean, it, it, it's somebody who might otherwise just fall off the radar, quit their job, ghost the company, instead, you know, they came in and they talked to us and they got a therapist and they started working on their problem and working on their marriage or getting help for their suicidal ideation. And then you get loyalty forever. We get loyalty, we get an approved employee, we get somebody that we, we don't need to hire your replacement and train them and hope that they're any good. And But it does- also get to know people, like we are social animals. Oh, absolutely. And to have a social environment, an environment where you can just kind of be more who you are without having to hide, that's just, got to be a more comfortable spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't have to go to work and perform. I mean, I need to lead. I, if I've got, you know, a whole bunch of terrible stuff going on in my life, I can't just bring that and wear, wear that. But I am, I am authentically myself with my team, and they are authentically themselves around me and around each other. Um, that's just freedom to not but, have to pretend. Yeah. But when you hire them, you tell them like, "Hey, here's our culture," and but I'm not, but I'm not your therapist and I'm not oh, your friend. Is that like you, on the onboarding? No, really no, no, no. That? I mean, no, I couldn't possibly explain to somebody what it's like working for us until they, you know, until they're in the cult for a little while, right? You know, <laughs> uh, um, but. It, it, the first, the beginning, like, so our cultures take ownership, have courage, show up and serve. They kind of, they see it on paper. It doesn't really mean anything to them until they start to live it, until they start to see it modeled. And to the young guys, I don't know how much it affects them, but to the guys that have been in the industry for a little while, they sort of have like, is this for real? Yeah, like when, mm -hmm. when's, when's, when are the claws gonna come out? When's the gotcha? When's the other shoe gonna drop? And um, it's been like a real, I don't want to, I don't know how else to say it, like a re-education for them or like mm -hmm. this is what is possible mm -hmm. or here's some faith in humanity. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I'd say that our environment here in the United States is a little bit more conducive to being able to understand that maybe the boss isn't actually trying to squeeze every ounce of value out of me and this is some sort of a, a, a ruse, right? In Mexico, I do think it's a little bit harder. They it's a little bit more hard-coded in the culture down there that that the boss is an asshole yep. and he is trying to screw you over for sure. Because we've done things where we try to display, there's there's no good deed goes unpunished. And, and to a higher degree, I think, almost down there because okay. it's a little bit less conducive. I only bring that up just to kind of demonstrate like the, a difference between the United States and and maybe some of the foreign less, workers that yeah, is it remote workers, which you know most. And you can tell have. you can 
teach them and ingrain them in the culture, but it might take a little bit longer for them to believe that it's true. Right. And no, but that's and kind of do. even more fun because when they see that it's authentic, then uh, then it's even more powerful. But, but we've had people with us for like, I think it was eight years and they finally had a meeting with us and like, oh, oh, so you're not bullshitting. You're, you're got it. Okay. But it took, it might've been 10 years. I won't mention names, but we had an employee that okay, yeah. didn't really yeah. even understand that it was possibly true for eight or 10 years. Yeah. So Do you it, run into that? Um, well, we only, we have like 30 employees, so I'm facing most of them. So I, um, no, it hasn't taken 10 years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, so I only have so many employees, it's easy to get FaceTime with them. Um, but yeah, it, it might take a few months for some of them before they really actually feel like this is real and this is safe. And I would say uh, vulnerability isn't going to work in every culture. Like in, in a Latin culture, might, maybe not so much, or an Asian culture where it's um I think it not... does. I mean, okay. I think it, it, it does work. Yeah. I'm pretty honest about my life. I mean, we've done some pretty honest podcasts and those go out and people listen to them that work for the team. Um, I mean, there are degrees of vulnerability. So I'm I'm probably more comfortable with anything that's like six months in the past or longer. That's fair, yeah. Uh, I might share you know, a story that I personally feel like happened a while ago, yep. or I'm completely over that. So I'm gonna share something that I'm completely over and I've seen the full circle, of like the, the problem and the resolution, but things that are currently happening, um, the fear, I guess where I differ, because there's so much insecurity in Mexico, uh, I don't talk about current problems because I don't want to stress them out unnecessarily because the security of their job is so important Sure. because it's an emerging market that um, unless they need to know because it affects them, which we've never had a dramatic event that is like it. Can you be more specific? I'm not sure. I'm like, uh, like, okay, let's say, um, I'm personally in a, let's say I'm depressed. Okay, sure. I'm not gonna tell the team I'm depressed because then they'll like worry, like, is, okay. it, yeah. is she depressed because the business is going to hell? Like, why is she depressed? So, but later I could say, I had a tough time six months ago and I found that this, this, and this got me out of it. Sure. So that's kind of where I found my line. And so do you promote, because you talk to other leaders about this style of leadership, um, the the oversharing or not sharing enough that line have how would you describe the line well so i would say the share needs to be like in an attention to to intentional to um clarify something to make a connection and it can it, it can be it's only your share like if in sharing you're exposing somebody else that that's not like a fair right. share yeah. right yeah. And it's one of the things to watch out for is sharing to manipulate, sharing to mm. exploit, sharing to short circuit a relationship or a desired end. Um, that yeah. is that is easy to do. And right. I would say, if if this is a line, if this is a line of leadership that you're going to pursue, you're probably going to do some of that, or you're going to feel some of that. I mean, I frequently ask my wife, like, does that an overshare? Mm. Was I was I doing that with integrity there? Because uh, it's easy to, or I mean. 
it's blurred lines. Like, yes, I'm doing this with the intention to help people, but was there some um, self-service in this as well? Mm. I looked like a really great guy doing this and just trying to keep mm. the integrity really right where it's supposed to be. But Which brings us to hemorrhoids. <laughs> so, so let's just say you're out, you're out in your truck, and yeah. you're trying, you're trying to, uh, you're trying to explain to your guys why you can't get in the truck today, and maybe it's because your ass hurts. Yeah, like is that like an overshare? Or is that something? That that might be an overshare. Yeah, right. Like, okay. Like, yeah, I, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, um, but I, uh, no, I agree with you. Like, what's what's present? Like, if I'm depressed, I'm not just coming out and sharing that. If it's something that's affecting work, if it's mm -hmm. affecting my performance, if everyone sees it and mm -hmm. it's really it's this, you know, the grill in the room, then I'll address it. Okay. okay, I got it. And then I think it's also, I like that you're honest that maybe you overshared because whenever you're taking a risk, with like vulnerability is taking a risk yep. in some degree, you're gonna cross the line, mm -hmm. right? You have to find that line. And I think you also have to forgive yourself when you cross it because you're trying something new. Okay, that maybe wasn't perfect. Let's just iterate, life goes on. And so uh, in that experience where you maybe experienced shame because it was like an overshare and in hindsight, you're like, mm, that wasn't my best moment. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. You like, screwed just, up tons as a leader. Right. You, then you learn from it and you're a better leader for it. Yeah. And, and then so with your staff, have they overshared and do you redirect them like, okay, that was TMI, let's oh, yeah. try again? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there are a couple people that will really overshare and I'll need to pull them aside and like, okay, um, that wasn't appropriate, it wasn't- um, Useful. It wasn't useful, it wasn't the convert, nobody was talking about that point in time, that was just a, an, a, a dump. Like a vomit. It was just oh, a, 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 vom okay. a, a vomit of my life's a mess and I don't know what's going on. And that's not helpful to anyone, and nobody knows how to respond to that. And it doesn't bring anyone closer to you. Oh. It's not. It's that's not appropriate in this public setting. And there's sometimes some confusion. Well, you do it, and it's like, okay, well, it's different. And here, here is why. It's with intention. It was relevant to the situation at hand, right? It wasn't a look at me. I want attention. Oh, Cause, cause wow. That can sometimes be what that is. Is look at me. I want attention. Um, attention-seeking behavior yes. or virtue signaling or you know things yeah. like that so you do redirect oh yeah I mean I'll, I'll pull them aside and I'll, and I'll address it um, and they're learning too right so right. what are the other key learnings that people could draw from your experience since you've been down this road a little bit longer because I wouldn't have even had the language probably to redirect okay like you just described so you start off with Come here, dipshit. Yeah. Right. I, I sit down. You're right. Or no, no. 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 no you no. wouldn't do that. No, okay. You you, so you know, I'll either. I'm learning. Wait. I'm learning. I'll 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 wait until you know the next day or until the situation has calmed down a little bit. I won't make an issue of the redirection. Okay. Can you uh, come to my office for a second and um, I, I want to run past something with you and then we can discuss the behavior and move on from there, right? Yeah. So. Right. Okay. okay, what other learn like things have you learned from this that other people could? I, I have one that actually, like in that yeah. same vein yeah. of questioning that might be useful to business owners. So there's this open spirit and there's people talking about things that are private or um, or dangerous or and let's take suicide or, or yeah. depression as an instance. 
what is the appropriate point where you have an obligation? And actually, I'm wondering if there's special training for this or if business owners need to take this into account if they're going about this to to let HR know that now, to let HR know so that they can pr be protected from, um, you know, for AD, ADA, uh, American Disabilities Act, depression, things like that. So there must be a point in time where this triggers HR, right? right. So where's that moment, or or is it really just kind of a your call? Well, so I, my wife and I are HR. We're not, we don't have right. an HR, but um, when we've got a real concern about somebody's well-being or their health, we will direct them to. I mean, we paid for people to go to therapy before, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I don't have the expertise beyond that. Uh, I wouldn't call. I mean, unless I was really concerned that somebody was going to hurt themselves, I wouldn't call the authorities on them. That's it tends to be, I can go a real ugly route sometimes. Probably, yeah. but uh, we refer them to the professionals and we stay in touch with them. And we're experientially, Amy and I are professionals. I mean, we've dealt with a whole lot of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's not your first rodeo, right? It's not our first rodeo. <laughs> so, but in terms of how to do this, if you're not experienced with this, I would you know get familiar with with a therapist or some avenue for them to get help. Well, you can do an EAP uh, program. I know just locally, and I'm sure other areas have the same thing. It was like $2,500 for five sessions of therapy through okay. Methodist. So if people look up EAP programs in their area, you can offer it without them. And if you pay for it, then it's all private and then they can go and get mental health benefits. Okay. And then if there is a crisis at the um, place of business, then you can call the EAP program and they can come in and mediate the crisis. Okay. And so that's a, another strategy that people can employ if they would like to be more cognizant about mental health issues, which I do think are a problem for a lot of people. We do have an EAP program through our company. In Mexico. In Mexico. Okay. And so Dubai. all of our remote professionals in Mexico, if you're watching this, we do have that program for you. Yes, and so, uh, and we have it in the US as well. Oh, yeah, we do. But at any rate, um, mental health is, is an issue. Is that signaling? I know what, right? Well, I just don't want to talk about other people's companies, like, oh, other people could do this and not say, yeah. you know, that we're, we're practicing what we preach. Well, um, that's something I could I could learn from you because we're just bootstrapping it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's all from the bootstrapper show. Yeah, that's, that's right. How I learned about <laughs> that's it. Right. But um, but at any rate, uh, I am looking for more strategies because I'm one of those people that's like, okay, I, I can't be your friend, I can't be your therapist. So yeah, we'll share, we'll have a good time, but I don't want to cross the line too much because I'm, you know, what if you have a problem later and we have to separate paths? So you know, I would. I would relate it to something like an experience share. Like mm -hmm. you see this person going through this really difficult struggle or hell or whatever, and maybe you haven't been through that specifically, but there's a time that you've been really scared. And mm -hmm. the only way through it, only way out of it was through it, right? Mm -hmm. So you can share a story of how you got through your fear mm -hmm. or relating a life experience that you've had to their life experience that is inspiring, that offers a roadmap out of this situation that they don't know how to deal with. Mm -hmm. That's what I've found extremely effective. Again, it's it's intentional. Like, do I have a story in my memory bank somewhere that it speaks to this? Right. Right. 
Um, right. So, uh, yeah, I had an experience like that yesterday. We were doing um, one-on-ones with one of my uh, direct reports, and they are interested in improving their health. So they were saying, I'm going to exercise in the morning. And so I said, oh, exercise in the morning is great. But one of the things I found challenging was going to sleep an hour early in order to wake up so that the real issue was if I don't go to bed, if I don't make the new habit actually the sleeping an hour early, then the habit that I actually want doesn't get done. So that would count as an experience yeah, share. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So absolutely. it doesn't always have to be like traumatic or crazy. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not just dumping right, right, all right, the, right. the trauma all the time. But when that's a very powerful story that cuts through everything, that uh, it gets down to the core being vulnerable can very quickly get to the core of who you are and can like get to the core, like from who I am to who you are and to who you are, we can connect and go someplace that we're not going to talking about Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And and it really has created this, this environment that you want to be in. Like, have you found the benefit of having this team around you? Has it prevented you from getting burned out as a leader? Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, I. I love the people that I work with. They're fantastic. I'm really proud of everybody who who works for me and and the growth that they've experienced while working for us. Uh, and I've created an environment that I want to go to work to every day. Right? Um, my my style of reader, leadership uh, won't work with everybody, but it does work with the people that work for me. Well, you just have to find your tribe. Right? That's right. You yeah. don't have to please everyone. Takes the right kind of person. Yeah. Right. And then you attract people that you connect with. And so you all can grow to your best potential together. Yeah. It sounds like. And I, I think everyone is, this can connect with almost everyone. They may not show it, uh, the more stoic people, but changes are are happening. When mm-hmm. somebody speaks out loud the secret that they don't even want to admit to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I think what you're talking about, obviously you're in the tree business, so your people are local, but yes. this is a habit if someone wanted to engage a remote team, they could use these same tools because you can tell your story over Zoom the same way you could tell it in person. And so this is a leadership style that could work to engage a remote team as well. I mean, I think it's really important to remember the way that other people look at us or the way that our team members, employees look at us. They put us on pedestals. They see us driving a nicer car, living in a bigger house, speak differently, act differently, do all these things. Um, If we can become real and human with them and connect to them on their level, right as they are, I mean, titles aside, there is great power in that. And it's, who who do I want to work for? Or who who do I want to bleed blood for? The, the, The arrogant jerk that just wants me to go grind some more to fuel his lifestyle or the person that has shared uh, genuine compassion, concern, and interest in my life and has demonstrated we're all in the same boat rowing together. I'm going to go bleed blood for the guy who's next to me. And you're going to stay even if it doesn't pay as much because the experience is rewarding. Right. And you feel seen, which is a human need. Absolutely it is. Yeah. Wow, this is really exciting. I, I love it. So any last words of of encouragement or lessons that you've learned? I guess I would say, you know, you can't give what you don't have, mm. right? You need to become it, to, to be it, and then to give it. So a lot of this uh, therapy is what 
led me to l discover the power of vulnerability and how it creates connection and all of that. So there's, whether it's therapy or coaching or peer group, whatever that is, you have to grow and become it before you can share it. If you just go out and start like trying on vulnerability or trying on leadership, right? It might not go very well. So right. it really has to be authentically oh. from you. This isn't a style that you can just read a book and be like, I'm Brene Brown today. No, <laughs> no, like um, you marinate it in it some, maybe practice it with your wife or your right. husband, right? right? Practice it with your kids saying, you know, I'm sorry I did that. You know, daddy got angry, I, I, I shouldn't have done that. That wasn't right. That's vulnerability. Mm -hmm. um, and that might be really vulnerable for some people. Well, uncomfortable. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable that probably most people won't ever do it. I mean, that it's a yeah. big enough of an obstacle that I think it's probably a pretty strong filter for people to not ever bother getting that vulnerable. But, but, it, but if you do, if yeah. you do do the work yourself and you can pass it along, you can do even more than trim people's trees and keep their trees you know, beautiful. You can inspire people, change people's lives, and then like your work more because you see the bigger project that you're undertaking. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, this is all an inside game. I mean, if I really had time, I'd just like, like sit down and, and start the journey of, you know, personal growth and, and a leadership path and self-discovery. If you're, you know, if you don't know who you are, it's going to be hard to connect with somebody mm -hmm. else, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, we really thank you, Jeff. Curry, yeah, thanks, Jeff. For, for coming, coming on the show. And if you're in the Omaha area and you need your trees trimmed, Yes, Go to please. Arbor Aesthetic. <laughs> we, oh yeah, so hey, if I can, yes. uh, we've got a big push for uh, commercial properties, property managers, you guys. Um, like, we're professionals working with professionals. We, um, if you want the job done right, if you want steady, like, reliable communication, um, that's us. We'd love an opportunity to work with you. Um, give us a call. Right. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you, Jeff, for your time. Yeah, this has been fun. Thanks, Thanks man. Glenn. Thanks, Jeremy.